because it's just myself and Mark. Say hello. In the 40s. Hi. Yay. <laughs> Back in the early days of the podcast. Not that I'm like happy that Yaz isn't here. It's just that she got stuck in traffic, so she just can't participate in our wonderful episode about animals this week. Man animals. Man animals. That's what I like to chant when I see animals. Sure but can you say man manimals now? Because that wouldn't that's leaving out non binary and female. Yeah. Like what, what what's the gender neutral manimals? And also my one is not just a manimal, there's also lady versions and I'm sure there probably is non binary ones, although I didn't read anything about them, but I think the ancient Egyptians basically have all the manimals. Yeah. And female females. <laughs> they the do because they've got so many the... people. Mammals and females and a lot of queer animals. Queer animals? I can't even say that word. Queer animals. It's a word now. Quiminals? Quiminals. I feel like we're always we're always sort of drawn back in to the cryptid side of things. Like we may as well just change this podcast to cryptal mist. <laughs> cryptal mist sounds like mist. Um, yeah, mist. Sorry, not mist. <laughs> cryptal mist. Either way, it sounds like uh, yeah. ecological for some strange reason. Oh, do you remember that game show, The Krypton Factor? We could call our yeah. podcast The Cryptid Factor. Hopefully not get sued. I feel like it'd be odd to rebrand now after this many episodes. but We could bring back The Krypton Factor and change it to The Cryptid Factor and find the cryptids and have them compete against each other in intellectual and physical games. <laughs> That makes somewhat more sense than what I thought, which was that we would get people to still compete, but all of the events would be cryptid based. All right, yeah, maybe that's a better, more feasible idea than mine. I think it makes a lot of sense for uh, me, you and Yaz, of all people in the world, to (laughs) host a show that's mostly sport based. (laughs) Anybody's going to be fine, but it should be us. We've got no fucking idea about sports, so we just make up our own. But we do know about cryptids. That's true. We could have like a, a water-based one for the water cryptids and where could we put the cow-based cryptids, the bulls in a ring? No, I don't think they'd like that. See, I think bulls are quite nice, but we just piss them off deliberately, so... I mean, agreed. Uh, yeah, okay, it's well... It's weird to be like, this is a fairly docile animal, but if you aggravate it, it'll attack you. Like, mm-hmm. slap it with things. I don't think they're naturally overly aggressive animals. No. Maybe to each other when they're competing for females but other than that i think bulls and it's taught me to fear bulls because i've seen things like that so when i was up ben lomond halfway down there was an actual massive bull 
in the middle of the, stood there in the middle of the path and I just stopped and went, David, I'm not moving. What did I do? And he's like, you're wearing a red fleece. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> Which is a myth because they don't see red. Yeah, you know, it's just the can't perceive the color red. Yeah, and but in my mind, I thought somebody red red's fucking them off. It's not because they're wearing red. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a, another random fact. Like, so it was like a Mexican standoff between us and the bull, and we were just staring at it, and it was staring back at us. But I don't think it really cared. I really want. But to in my mind, it was going to it was going to charge. <laughs> like now, the three of you live together. You have a very happy life. <laughs> <laughs> we're stuck there. I'm still there now. No, it, it eventually just moved away. And then I was like, right, should I go then? What if it comes back? So I can't stay here forever. So yeah, let's go. But then even walking past cows scared the shit out of me because they're big and they could trample on you if they wanted to. They could, but also some cows are just so cute. And even though they're giant, they look oh, really no, but Like, I think if you'd never seen at cow, you. if cows didn't exist and then you saw a big fluffy cow, it would be kind of the same as... I feel like it's just like a sort of big manga creature. Like it's big and cute and fluffy. You'd be like, oh, that doesn't make any sense, but I like it. Oh, I've always found cows kind of sinister. It's like when I used to go cycling up the countryside before they built shitloads of houses. I swear to God, like, these cows would just run. It, like run, like except they were chasing me on the bike until they couldn't run any further because they had a fence. I believe you that they did, but only because when I walk up farmland now, cows all run <laughs> towards me, but it's never occurred to me that that could be scary. The first time it happened, I was like, hello, terrifying. everyone, and climbed up on the fence and started hitting them all. They were licking my hands. It was so cute. I love them. And then I started walking around the countryside, and this sounds mental, but I wanted to see what would happen if I played some like jazz music at some cows, whether they would <laughs> like it. So I put my phone on and I started playing like really loud jazz music. And they all came up to me. <laughs> well, it is a well-known fact in all zoological texts that egg cows love jazz. <laughs> it's been a lot of academic writing on it. And then when I stopped playing, they just fucked off again. So they must have just been there for the jazz. I really like that we're doing that thing that we do every week where we're not explaining what the episode's about this week. Well, we kind of have. We've kind of vaguely referenced it and then started talking about our thoughts on cows. Cows? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, you were going to do, was it Minotaurs? Or Minotaurs or Minotaurs? No, I was, always have to get into how you pronounce things. It doesn't really fucking matter. I was originally going to do Centaurs, but then I decided not to. So what are you going to do then? Uh, I'm doing Kappa Lobos. What the fuck is a Kappa Lobo? That's a good question. Do you want me to tell you? Uh, yes, Mark, I would want you to tell you. This is now sounding like that really cringy Facebook promo with Mark Zuckerberg and he's supposed like friends where it's really scripted like yes mark what what is it um i forgot what the name is <laughs> facebook. facebook what's it called now what are you doing blah, blah, blah. yes facebook capilobo <laughs> um, i will maybe come back and do centaurs at another point in time but i just thought to make like a good episode on them because they're not really comedic mm. so i thought i'd have to do like quite a lot of research and do a proper one and i was like no i just want to do a fun one so a Capilobo is definitely a fun one, as you will agree, in three seconds, because it's a, an anteater man or woman. Oh, brilliant. So in ancient Egypt, the anteater man, manimal, is the evil one called Seth. He's an anteater. Well, these guys are, I don't know if I'd say they're evil, but they are, they're, they're, they've got a, a sinisterness about them. I love anteaters, or aardvarks, as they're also known. Yeah, to be fair. Is there a difference between an aardvark and an anteater? Are they the same? Mm, uh, 
Anteaters have shaggy fur and adverts have bony plates. Bony plates? Yeah. <laughs> dinner plates? Yes. Oh, <laughs> you really carry dinner plates made of human bones with them where they go in a sack. <laughs> and anteaters have hair. That's how to tell them apart. <laughs> I've got a term where um, me and my boyfriend say, are you aardvarking? It's basically if you're getting wide. So if, you, if you're like... Because aardvarks, when they're scared, they immediately get up on their two their hind legs and spread out their arms like moan then kind of style to try and make themselves look white. But it looks like they're trying to say, moan then, I'll fight you, you rag. So whenever we get frustrated or anything, we'll go into aardvark mode. And that's what we call aardvarking. We are weird. Like, we live in our own little fucking universe. I mean, I enjoy that as a term. <laughs> spread the word. You can say one of your pupils that start getting wide, are you aardvarking? Or you could aardvark? I could aardvark. Aardvark? It is aardvark. I don't know why I said aardvark. I'd aardvark. I lost the ability to speak. I should start to say normal words. Where do these aardvark men, women things live? Uh, So capilobos are a Brazilian creature. Capilobos. Oh, yeah, it sounds very um, Brazilian, like copaira. That's exactly yeah. what I thought of. It sounds like it's yeah, some sort of martial art form of martial art, but it's mm. actually a big ass anteater person. So, I've never heard of that. Which is funny that you said you're doing minotaurs, aren't you? Because my first thought no. that I took while looking, All right, you are. <laughs> looking into them was it's a bit like a minotaur, but with an anteater head in the place of a bull head. Um, most most of the um, human animal hybrids tend to have the animal head and then the body of a human rather than the other way around. No? Yeah, what would be the exceptions? Harpies. They've got Harpies, sirens, mermaids. You're right, most of them are. Although a wee man. Oh, and a, a sphinx, because that's the, I find it really bizarre. The head of a woman or a man and the body of a lion. It is, I think it's always weird. I think it's weird when you do it that way and the size doesn't work. Yeah, the size doesn't. I don't know why. <laughs> because obviously when I was about to say it's weird, because if you think of like an and eat her body with a man head that would be so nonsensical because they'd have a tiny wee body but I suppose it's just the other way around so why don't I find that weird as well imagine a giraffe right with its big long neck and at the end of its neck is a human head that would be fucking terrifying I think I'm sure I've told you this before that I used to have a recurring nightmare that it was like I was in a scripted film about a monster but the monster was actually there and it was actually killing people and it had the body of a giraffe and the head of a labrador (laughs) <laughs> I was so expecting you to say head of a Labrador. It wasn't That's even cute. like a vicious Labrador or anything. It was just like literally you'd see it coming over the hill and it would have the body of a giraffe and the head of a perfectly normal Labrador and I'd be like, ah. It would startle you, certainly. It would make you do a double take, but would it be scary? Because Labradors are adorable. Come spend time with my nightmare. And you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not supposed to be telling you about giraffe. But Sorry. Stars. I apologise. Uh, so, Lobos. They're mm. really, really, I don't want to say hot, because... That's <laughs> you think everyone's hot? I do think everyone's hot. All the pictures of them, whether it's a Mr. Capilobo or a Mrs. Capilobo or a mixed Capilobo, um, <laughs> like, their bodies are always absolutely jacked. Like, they're, like... A bit like a Braxis, remember him? Yeah, he was I bet that a Capilobo could beat a Braxis in a fight. Probably. But... I kind of expected a Braxis to kick my door in with a snake leg there and be like... <laughs> <laughs> crowing with his head chicken oh chicken head that's a that is that's an insult 
Yeah, but what is that? Because I, I was watching Keen Peel because they're on Amazon now, their sketch show, and they were talking about chicken heads, and I was thinking, what is that? That's an insulting term, is it not? Is it like somebody that goes raj for no reason? So no, look up. That's what I'm talking. You look it up in um, Urban Dictionary. Oh, hold on. Chicken head is an American English slang term that is typically used in a derogatory manner towards women. The term mocks the motion of the body. Ah, oh, right, I get it. While performing oral sex on a man, it contains oh. social characteristics and cultural relevance as well, and it's in hip-hop music. Because I suppose if you're a chicken head, you're, well, I would think pigeons, but okay. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> It's also a weird insult though, because why would you shout? I suppose no, that does make sense. That is like I was going to say, why would you shout that at someone who's an insult? Because they probably have sucked cock and then realised that cocksucker is an insult, even though again the statistical likelihood is that it's because her head's bobbing up and down like a chicken, basically. But I would say a pigeon. But then I'm white, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) And white people always say pigeon instead of chicken. It means you can find one anywhere on, in the hood, on the street. It's a bird that you take home and wear out. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, okay. When you said wear out, I was like, what, like as a shawl? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's where your mind goes. Sling a woman over your shoulders in case you get chilly. Probably right, okay, so yeah, the, it's, it's it's quite beefy. Beefy? Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. really the right word. It's, I like that we're just introducing lots of random things. I know. Else in this. It's swole. It's a swole man. It's a swole man. Or woman or person. Right, yeah. So they, regardless of gender, have skin which is resistant <laughs> to any damage which means that their skin mm. can't be pierced, which means if one was to attack you, it would be, well, obviously it's like... You can stab it to death. And it's got impenetrable skin, so you're fucked. Balls. That's not cool. Well, how, how would you kill it? Is it unkillable? Mm. Could you gouge its eyes out, or is that... That's exactly how you kill it. Really? Although I can't find my note about how to kill it, which you would think I would put next to me a bit about how it's unkillable. Oh, here we go. It can only be killed by jamming something sharp through its eyeball. The fuck? As the rest I think of the I was literally a random guest. What what you say? What what did you say there? Yeah, no, I was just reading a little bit from the like. Read it again. Capolobo can only be killed by jamming something sharp through its eyeball, as the rest of it is impenetrable. So that was a pretty good guess. I know. I'm I'm actually amazing at this. What does it does it eat ants or does it? I mean, why would it attack you anyway? I don't think. What's the point? What's the point? Anything? It has. (laughs) razor sharp fangs that it uses to drink blood oh so it's actually kind of like a human anteater vampire bat (laughs) i just wish we could make friends with these like tame these animal things well i feel like we could make friends with it because well it can obviously easily defend itself from is there's not really a lot of reports of it actually trying to kill humans or us being its prey so it's not like it's using Mm. its vampiricness on us it said on the, I think this is from the cryptids wiki as well Capilobo drains the blood of its favourite foods which are goats and goat sized animals this includes a bit like the chupacabra yeah it's a bit like a chupacabra pretty much because they do the same thing and they're... I feel like a chupacabra's got the body that like if you were in a club and a guy came over <laughs> and he had that body and was like do you want to go home with me you'd be like no whereas <laughs> Lobo, although you are right, I do want to fuck every cryptid we ever talk about. <laughs> but Gavalobo came up to me in a club and was like, You coming home with me? I'm like, yeah, I think I am. <laughs> you have an anteater head. You want to come back to my place? No one's perfect. 
And I mean, you know, big buff body vampire. That's ticking off two things. Do you want to know some more about what it looks like so that you know what I'm going home with? Yeah. So they're on average between six foot five and six foot eight, which, you know, sexy height. That's tall. Proper Chad. Well, maybe. (laughs) But at least it's buff because I know you don't like like, tall spindly men. I can handle it. Tall spindly women. Um, I don't know. If they've got, this sounds so bad, but if they've got really beaky noses. Yeah. No. Oh, I was going the opposite. I mean, I like tall, spindly men and tall, spindly women. Obviously, uh, tall, spindly men. But I feel like if you've got a big nose, if you're, like, really spindly and, like, really pale yeah. and have a big nose and, like, dark, badly cut hair, so you kind of look like a sketch <laughs> of a, like, 17th century horror offer. I think it's not. It's it's the length of the limbs. So if they've got really incredibly long arms and legs and they're very skinny... Regardless of gender, that would freak me the fuck out. Because it, 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 it sort of ties in with my fear of bones breaking. So if I can see someone's bones, it makes me think, what if their their legs snap backwards? Or, you know, like it's when like this girl in our school who's well known for being very slim and in gym class, she would pick up a ball and I could not look at her because I was it looked like her wrist would snap. But then, do you know who I mean? I think I do know who who you mean, and she didn't look like. And there was nothing like she she wasn't anorexic or anything like that. It was just she was just naturally slim. But I could not, I couldn't look at her holding that ball. That but it was like a shot putt, you know, one of those heavy things that you throw, and it just looked like her her wrist would just snap backwards. And oh no, no, that I, I mean really that's, me, that's my hang up. Turned this into like dating profiles for us. Yeah. <laughs> And it just happens that I would date a Capilobo. They're just on the list. So it's a, as long, yeah, it sounds to me like they're quite sturdy. So I don't think they're not very bony or anything. They're not, I, I think I would probably be able to handle one. One thing that I'm not really into is that on the end of their human-like hands, they have huge claws. So they've basically got like long, thick Like thick a sloth. Nails, like a sloth. And I'm really not yeah. into nails. Nails actually really unnerve me. I hate nails. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't like them. Yeah, I just like them to be like short and clean. I keep mine short and clean as well. I tried wearing long nails when I was doing burlesque and I just found them very cumbersome and really annoying. You couldn't tie your shoelaces. You couldn't zip up your jacket. I don't know why women do that. I don't get it. Do you know what it is that unnerves me about them? And I think it actually ties into what you were just saying about why skinniness unnerves you. Mm. It's because, although I've never seen this happen, and I don't think snap it would snap off. Yeah, but like, the, like it would snap the back of your finger off. If oh, like you a long nail. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're going to catch. This makes no sense. Why would you catch your finger no, it on does. a train? But I'm it always like, you're going to catch like the edge of your finger on a train, and it's just going to tear your flesh off. And no, that that can happen. So I, I get that. Something that I'm into, as you may remember from previous episodes. <laughs> Is that it doesn't have any feet, it's got hooves instead, and I'm quite into that. Like, I don't. You like a, a, like a camel toe? Well, yeah, I've not got like a hoof or a camel fetish, but I just really <laughs> don't like feet. So I feel like having something else in the I think and, that's what makes, like, when I was talking to you prior to this podcast about the god Pan, oh no, during, like, when we had a bit of a technical issue, that he's got, I think Pan's really sexy. Yeah, Pan's got sex. sex easy. Well, yeah, I mean, he is, like, he, he resides over, isn't he, like, the god of orgies or something? Like, yes. Seth? 
So he's a sort of manimal as well. He has a manimal pan. Yeah, he has a manimal, isn't he? Yeah, and I was saying to you that instead of like your usual Christmas tradition, I would like to have a sort of Saturnalia party when my family come over. So I'll have like loads of grapes about, draped about, and and have like statues of Pan everywhere. How festive! Do you think? I think yeah. I mean yeah. So, I don't think man Allison would enjoy that, but you know it's my house, my rules. That Alison needs to stop being such a heathen and worshipping false gods and get on her knees in front of Pan and pray for forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. Imagine I was like, right, everyone sit down for dinner and I come out with like some sort of sacrificial altar. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, like a, a really juicy orange or something like a blood orange. And then I, I, I ritually stab that and then squeeze a juice into the, <laughs> to the glass, the goblets, and say, right, drink up. It's Saturnalia time. It's great. I, think I want to do that. Of course. Lots of wine, foods. I'm thinking as well, so I've already said it's kind of like a vampire bat, but mm-hmm. like Pan is basically a deer man. So really, mm-hmm. this also it's has deer, deer aspects. So it's actually a, it's not like a man anteater. It's like a man anteater vampire. Has it got a long face? Deer. We must have a long snout then if it's an, an aardvark thing. It does have a long snout, yeah. And it's probably tongue. got like an anteater's head. Must have an anteater's tongue. Yes, you would assume. Uh, come in. That'd be nice. Yeah. In the bedroom. And it would be handy with <laughs> vampire bat fangs, so it needs a long time yeah. to get past the vampire bat fangs. Yeah. <laughs> but then why would it have a long tongue if it's, if it's got fangs? It doesn't make sense because does it, because like, it doesn't bite you and then licks, you with, licks up the blood with its long tongue? Maybe it just uses it to get your attention. Okay. <laughs> All right. What are some other weird facts I looked up about it? That's right, facts. It's real. Fact. Uh, it can. <laughs> oh, I like this one. So it's got like weird superpowers. So it can let out a cloud of musty mist. Yeah. Like skin. So it can just like exude, not spray. Like mist will come out of its skin, and it smells of musk. And you know, a lot of people pay good money to smell of musk. But then, what's the point of that? Is it to lure people in or is it to make it invisible in a fog? So it can like move the fog away from itself. So it can use it to hide, but it can also move it away from itself. And if it envelops you in it, it can stun you, but it could also kill you. If it, oh. This bit confused me. It could kill you if it wanted to, but it doesn't. If it, wanted it just stuns, to. which confuses me because I'm like, well, how did the cryptozoologist know that if it's never killed anyone? That's true. I'd quite like that superpower because sometimes when I, I don't want to be seen on the streets like not that i'm a street walker or anything because I, I usually just stay in the house but like, you know how when you go out and you don't really want to be seen by anyone you just want your own little privacy yeah bubble so that would be great for me to just wander around in a fog but i could see perfectly but people outside would just see some fog and it would be good because like if a charity mugger was like exactly in south africa you could just make it like float <laughs> off your body onto them and then they'd be stunned and then you wouldn't have to talk to them That'd be excellent, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> Another weird superpower that it's got that I really liked is if it's angered, it can produce a shriek, which can be heard for between five and ten miles, depending on how angered it is. <laughs> oh, my God. And if you're too close to it, it will cause you to drop to your knees while your ears ache until it has time to retreat, which, again, I think would be good in the same way you were talking about. Yes. <laughs> Basically, it's got, like, reclusive superpowers. Yeah, that would be ideal for me. I would love that. So if I go swimming, I could just like repel everyone around 
to yeah, fuck like, off so we can have a nice swim. Over, Ian be like, did you not go to school with my friend Susan? Oh, no. And you just go, <laughs> 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 to get out the pool. Stay for you to go. <laughs> I shan't discuss Susan, be gone. It's like the ultimate, yeah, fuck off power. I love it. Yeah, I'm really won over. I like this. Part like of the reason that there is the whole myth about it is because they're believed to be nocturnal. <laughs> so there's this idea that they, again, like their ideal for me. is goats and small farm animals. Yep, so yep. it's kind of almost a mm. why do farm animals go missing? Oh, it's because of yep. Not that trees are eating them. <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> Capalobos doing its thing. Capalobos or the Chupacabra, which is its slight evil, uglier cousin. Yeah. Nobody wants to fuck. Skank mess cousin. The, the incel of the cryptid world. And then the only other thing that I could find out about them, but might be my favourite thing about them, is the idea that people have of where a capalobo comes from. Mm-hmm. So, like, where did the first capalobos come from, if you want? And the from answer, an egg? Uh, but who laid the egg? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Although it's nothing to do with an egg. I don't know if it's... Uh, why I said that is always trying to get into solve the mystery. <laughs> but who laid the egg? Yeah, well, it's not right an egg. Again. Right. So well, legend has it that a bunch of people in their 80s in their decided not to die. So they basically got together and said, right. So I've often thought about death at night and, you know, that's the answer. Just don't. I've just decided don't not to it. die. Yeah, that's just don't do it. They got together. So like Ethel was like Peril, Shirley, Margaret, Old Big Jack, Wee Jack. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I don't want to die. And everyone was like, yeah, let's not. So in their last day of life, or in their last couple of days of life, so basically when their body started to shut down, they were like, my body's starting to shut down now, so I'm going to, and I really like this translation, I'm going to give myself to the forest. Okay. So they gave themselves to the forest, this group of old people, and became one with the forest, and that's how they ended up with all these attributes of different animals that live in the Brazilian rainforest, and then got to live on immortally as the protectors of the forest. Is that... Only leave it, the are, those, are those the animals that came into that musical, Bat Boys? Bat Boys musical. Is that where they came from? That's, they the yeah, they were, they were representing the Capilopo. <laughs> that's great. I'd love to. I like the that, idea that know? that's what the forest would choose to give you as well. Like, yeah. I mean, it's more impenetrable skin and control of magic mists and things like that is really cool. But that also sounds awesome. Like, and head of an anteater. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, if it means you can live on and have an awesome life, then why not? I think it's great. And you wouldn't mind having an anteater head, even if some people weren't into it, because if you'd been hot, then got really old, and then were Mm. like, well, I've got an old frail body now, and you might be fine with that, no body shaming. But then if you were like, oh, (laughs) I get to have like the hottest body ever again, and the head of an anteater, like, grand, why not? And again, you could just put a bag over it if you don't want to look at the head. Yeah. So there's solutions for everything. Or they could fuck each other. I bet some of those old people were getting kinky before they were. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm presuming there's not there's more than one like Capilobo. Yeah, there was a, a group of these old people that mm-hmm. decided together that they were going to become the spirits of the forest in exchange for not dying. Brilliant. I think I would, I would like definitely a Capilobo. What do you think would happen if we gave ourselves to the woods because we live obviously not in Brazil? In case you didn't know yeah. that, I don't know why I'm informing you of that. I think I would either have the head of an owl or a fox Ooh. or a squirrel even, because that's what lives in the woods nearby me. Badgers. Yeah, you'd be a badger, I think. Me. There are badgers near me, so I could... Definitely I could think you'd be a badger. Or a deer, because I'd be slinky like a deer. That'd be nice. 
I could go like badger head, road deer legs. That's quite like yes. your antlers as well. Antlers would be nice. I seen some reindeers in Shawland the other day. Um, they were cute. Um, maybe instead of the mess power, I'd like creeping ivy power. What's creeping ivy power? So I'd just like creeping ivy to like appear around about me. And then if people were like, oh, I remember you're from school. I'm coming to ask you something. I could be like, oh, no, you're all tied up in creeping ivy. Oops, it's crushed your body. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. Yeah, I, do, I definitely want the anti-people powers. Yeah. People repellent. And then I if I want shriek. To... The shriek seems great. I just really like that. <laughs> I also like to have the ability to suddenly appear behind people. You know, app, app, like to so you're keeping the magic mist, but you're swapping out the shriek for being able to like teleport, basically. Yeah, just to I feel like, like yeah, well, there was one when I hate a lockdown. David and I were walking past that big white house in East Kilbride. You know that big fuck off massive house that this guy built. I just call it the White House. We walked past there. We got stopped by the police for some. <laughs> <laughs> guy in a police van stopped us and i was like we we're just out for a walk because he was like where are you from what are you doing what are you doing outside fuck like we're just having a walk for god's sake we're, we're local don't worry we're not it's not like we've come from miles or miles away and we're walking past and it was really creepy we passed this sort of barn thing and it was playing creepy music so we're like why is our music coming from that barn there's no one in it unless it's like for the animals or something and then I heard what sounded like someone running behind me. So I freaked out and I started running. It's like, David, something's chasing us for fuck's sake. So we started running and then all of a sudden I heard this whoosh. And it turns out it was a deer. And it ran oh, into the yeah. field and jumped over into the field. But it was fucking terrifying. It sounded, I thought it was someone's feet clipping on the, the road, you know. Maybe that's food. why they've got the hooves. It's an extra way to get people to leave them alone. Yeah, but why was it? Why was it? Cha- maybe it wasn't chasing us. Maybe it was just caught in the road, and it was just trying to get back into the field, and we just happened to be there. But then it was just a combination of that and the creepy music in the barn. I kind of wanted, to wish I'd got in that police van <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Please arrest me. There's a deer nearby. No, there's a creepy David. I feel like I'm in a David Lynch film all of a sudden. But then, it, it, oh, why is it? Is it night? These creatures come out, isn't it? Because they are sort of nocturnal, yeah, nocturnal. Wood, woodland creatures. Like badgers come out at night, foxes do, owls. So they're all nocturnal. I suppose that again makes sense with Capilobo when I'm like, what a random bunch of animals to pick. But I suppose they would be the nocturnal animals that live near the edge of the forest. So. Hmm. Yeah, I think having, I think if I had the, the slinky legs of a deer, the wings of an owl, and then I'd be silent because owls are silent when they fly and hunt. Plus, I like the idea of having, like, I would, <laughs> I think the only human part of me would be my torso. So I would have, like, my tits exposed. And then I would have, like, an owl-like face. And I could swivel my head, like, practically 360 degrees. That's exciting. Yeah, that that's probably what I would want. I think I'd try and draw it. <laughs> what would you want? I do. What what human part of you would you like your cock and balls to be exposed? Like, or do you just want a banging set of abs or an arse or something? And the I mean, yeah, like, I like the whole Capilobo deal. I quite like the idea of being uh-huh. like buff. I like your idea of swapping out the vampire bat fangs for some sort of wings. 
I think I'd still have a vulva in that. Like, but I'd have deer legs. Maybe a vulva and a vagina. I know these aren't forest animals, but you know, I live by the sea, so I'm feeling like mixing up. <laughs> maybe instead of the sloth nails, I would just have my human nails, but I'd maybe have like octopus web? tentacles. Yeah, oh no, not tentacles. Ugh. I was gonna say like you could have webbed hands, like a duck. Oh, I could just produce webbing like a like yeah. spider. Or, so you could what if you could have like webbing that allows you to swim real good in the sea? But also like a flying fish where you can jump out of the scene and fly. Oh yeah, I like that. I think we've created yeah, we're creating our own mammals. <laughs> fantasy mammals. We're, <laughs> we're creating the greatest fantasy mammal mammals of all. Yeah, because it would be real good to fly and be able to prance about like a deer and have antlers. Oh no, an Ooh, owl with antlers? Want, no, it would work. Belty mm. cow head. Oh, that'd be lovely. I want a belty cow head. <laughs> so, I realise I'm just saying this is the one you're a personal shopper and this is going to happen. Oh, yeah, we're going to a body, go. but it's going to be buffer. I want <laughs> your legs, a belty cow head, and yeah, like some sort of flying fish wing. Yeah. Conundrum. But where would your human part be? Nobody. Who needs human parts when you have this one? Well, then you're not going <laughs> There is an actual guy in real life who was really handsome, right? And he's he's made himself look like an alien. Have you seen this guy? No. Oh, you need to look him up, by the way. So he basically got himself, shaved all his hair off. He had part of his nose cut off, so it just looks like he's got two slits for a nose. Uh, he had his tongue cut, so it's like a forked tongue. He's got black eyes. And he has his whole body tattooed black, I think. And then he actually had two of his fingers amputated. So he looks like he's got claws for hands, like alien claws. The guy is fucking insane. But, I mean, that's what he wants to do. What should I to see a picture of? Um, most mutilated man in the world, I think. Or man tries to turn himself into an alien. I don't think there's many of them about. Are you going to Google it now? I like that well, I'm, most self-mutilated is crossword clue. Is it? <laughs> it's like how it finishes on Google. Like the last guy that I thought of who tried to turn himself into an animal was the leopard man in Scotland somewhere, wasn't he? Didn't he live in some cave? Uh, strangely, I Googled that and what you said, hasn't a picture of that man hasn't come up, but the first thing that's come up says male genital self-mutilation. Oh. And men, psychosis is one of the greatest causes of GSM, causing up Ge- to 80% of male genital mutilation. Right. Like, man who turned himself into... <laughs> man who turned orange from carrots. <laughs> I just, You know when you start typing something in Google and then all this other suggested things come up? Man who turned down the Beatles. Man who turned <laughs> Korean. Man who turned blue. Well, I saw a man no. who turned Korean. That was insane. Do you know about that then? Yeah, yeah. So I'm being interviewed on this morning. So how did he do that? He didn't. He's basically like clearly had a mental breakdown, and then Holly <laughs> and Phil had him on as though he hadn't had a mental breakdown, and he was like, "I'm Korean now. I just love Korean culture. That's why I had them do all this surgery to me." And Holly was just like, "Gotten herself right. laughing," and so- Phil was having an argument with him. <laughs> So just Google man who turned into an alien, right? 
And it, the first thing that will come up is from the NY Post, and it's man turns himself into black alien. Or you can just go into images, and you'll see him. Fucking okay. hell. You'll see, like, a before and after picture. He's actually, like, I think he cut his lips off as well, so that it looks, he's got thinner lip. Yeah. What the fuck? Can you see? Gets his finger sliced off to create a claw. He's fr- he's 33 years old. He's a Frenchman. And he wants to be a black alien. He's got two fingers chopped off his left hand to form a freakish claw. He's called Anthony Lofredo. He's got a split tongue. His nose and upper lip cut off. He's only he said he's only achieved thirty four percent of his goal. Very attractive before. Yeah. Like really attractive. That's crazy. I mean, again, that's clearly somebody that's had a massive mental breakdown and nobody's attempted to get him any help. But then, if that's the way he wants to live his life, then fair enough. He's an adult; he can do what he wants. I mean, I just don't know what it takes. Like, how? How? Why would surgeons agree to do that? Yeah, it's like the Pete Burns thing. Mm. That obviously surgeons agreed, as you know, I'm obsessed with Pete Burns. But surgeons agreed to carry out the surgery to make him look the way he wanted to look. Well, he was again quite literally mid mental breakdown, and then mm. when he had psychological treatment and came back round to being himself and said, "Well, I do want to look androgynous, but I don't want to look like this. Why have you done this to me?" They were yeah. effectively like, "Well, because you asked us to," which is, as you and say. People- People are saying that it's disrespectful to people who have genuinely lost limbs, but I don't think it is because, I mean, that's his choice. Yeah, I think the fact that he, again, I'm not saying like don't look the way you want to look, but if that's the way you want to look, I imagine there must be some sort of deep-seated psychological issue there. But it's all, yeah, it's odd for other people to be like, how dare you have a psychological issue? No, but <laughs> maybe it doesn't. I mean, I mean, maybe people can't get their head around it. Maybe that's just how he feels, like how he wants to look, and that's how he's happy. I mean, we're, we live in an age where you can literally modify anything you want about yourself. It's not like you could do that like a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago without dying. True. So people can live however they want if they've got the means and the money to do it. I think how much money he must have spent turning himself into an alien guy. I know. <laughs> I mean, I he's like not going to be an alien. Reactions to this. Do you <laughs> think? Feel quite sad for him. They come off on it. If that's what he wants to do, then that's what he wants. It, ma- it makes me think of Maureen Ponderosa, and it's always funny. <laughs> she wanted to be a cat. <laughs> yeah. The leopard man, like he had his whole body tattooed like a leopard, and lived as a hermit in a cave the rest yeah. of his life. And he had his teeth like taken out, but he just had fangs, and he was perfectly happy. I mean, okay, but these are like self-mutilated people who are trying to make themselves into like as some sort of animal or whatever. But ultimately, like, if you say like, is it not the same as or similar to someone who say wants to be tr- like trans, like who wants to change from a man to a woman? So why can't a human change from a human to an alien? You know, because quite accepted. You don't know what an alien is, so it well, makes sense to me <laughs> that you could gender identify with the opposite gender from which you were born. But I don't understand how you could self-identify with aliens when you've never met an alien and have no idea what an alien's like. He might be the closest we'll ever get to meeting an alien. And then well, I feel like if you don't self-identify 
with humanity at all in any group within humanity, then that is a worry. It's like Maureen Ponderosa might want everyone to refer to her as a cat all the time, you know, and that would be offensive if you didn't call her feline. I I don't know. I mean, that makes slightly more sense because I suppose she knows what a cat is. So... (laughs) I'm just saying. So I can kind of understand how people could say that they only identify with cats, but you can't say you only identify with aliens because you don't know what an alien is or what it's like. You know nothing of aliens. Well, people have claimed to have met aliens, so maybe he might have met one and decided that he wanted to be one. I mean, maybe. I mean, I can't believe this, Mark. This isn't like you. Normally you're all for these sort of match, like you believe these things or... Well, no, if he had a story of meeting aliens, I okay. probably would believe him. But we, we're just speculating that he might have met aliens. Do you think that if there are aliens, they come down and they see him, they'll just scan him and then fuck off? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Maybe not they'd scan him specifically, but I think they'd be just as likely to scan him as anyone else. And then I think he'd be, like, really devastated because he would think, I've altered myself so much to find <laughs> exactly. the aliens that I love. And they just treat me like any other human. They sneak up behind me and scan me in their little machine. <laughs> only purpose of aliens to visit Earth is just to come <laughs> down and scan people and fuck back off to their galaxy. Like it's some sort of like frat eh, fraternity initiation ceremony. You've got to go down to Earth and scan the nearest human. Everyone knows aliens only come down here to scan humans and pet cows. <laughs> Sometimes they pet cows a little too hard which is sad but... Yeah. Well I'm going to look at the... Because I came across an article recently which I thought it was funny because it was like weird how that came up when we were we decided on this topic. I was like, oh, well, that's meant to be. I'll just talk about that then since it's really recent. And it was called the the Michigan Dog Man. Now, it, it sort of links us into Woof, doesn't it? So because he was a boy that could turn into a dog. So he was, was a boy that turned into a dog. But he turns into a full dog. So he's not like halfway transformation and he gets stuck. So he's got like a human leg and a, a dog penis. That would be a good you know when he comes back because you know when he turns back from a dog to a human he's naked. What if he turns back from what a dog? If you chose a human leg and, he... and a dog penis. <laughs> no, but it may not be his fault. He might get stuck, you know, morphing back, and he can't, he can't, he can't fix it. So I really want this way. as an episode. <laughs> we need to remake it. That's going to be, that's going to be what happens. So. In Michigan folklore, the Michigan dogman was allegedly witnessed in 18, no, not 1887, so we're talking over 100 years ago here, okay. in Wexford County, Michigan. The creature is described as seven foot tall, blue eyed, is it hot yet? Or amber eyed, bipedal canine like yes. animal with the torso of a man and a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream. It's kind of similar to the. Yeah, it's kind of similar. Um, according to legends, the Michigan Dogman appears in a ten-year cycle that falls on years ending in seven. So you'd think, like, maybe the last time you would see him would be in 2017, I guess, and then he should come back in 2027. 20, Why seven? I don't know. Sightings have been reported in several locations throughout Michigan, primarily in the northwestern quadrant of Lower Peninsula. In 1987, the legend of the Michigan Dogman gained popularity when DJ Steve Cook at WTCMFM recorded a song about the creature and its reported sightings. I've not heard this song, obviously, because I don't live in Michigan. I was really but... to start singing it. 
lived. I haven't looked it up. The creature is unknown to most of the modern world until very late in the 20th century. It's said to have been stalking the area around the Manistee River since the days when the Odawa tribes, tribes, tribes lived there. Authentic sources for sightings made prior to 1987, however, have never been documented beyond Steve Cook's song. The first alleged encounter of the Michigan Dogman occurred in 1887 in Wexford County when two lumberjacks saw a creature which they described as having a man's body and a dog's head. Could it not have just been a really hairy man? Like, I really imagined like one of them being like, <laughs> high fame. And people were like, what was the creature like that approached you being like, well, he had a man's body. (laughs) He smelled like a dog. In 1937 in Paris, Michigan, that confused me because I'm like, Paris? Oh, You also threw me there. I was like, why was I in Paris? Yeah, we're not. It's a place called Paris in Michigan. Robert Fortney was attacked by five wild dogs and said that one of the five walked on two legs. Did that really happen? Or was he just having a gay orgy in the woods? <laughs> you got to wonder. A dog orgy. <laughs> and to make it less creepy when people were like, are you fucking five dogs again? He was like, no, one of them is a dog man. <laughs> that makes it okay then. Reports of similar creatures also came from Allegan County in the 1950s and Manistee and Cross Village in 1967. Americans out there, I don't know, that might be familiar to you, but it means fuck all to me because I don't know these places. Linda S. Godfrey, in her book The Beast of Bray Road, compares the Manistee sightings to a similar creature sighted in Wisconsin known as the Beast of Bray Road. And that's really all they've got about that. But then this is the article that um, that popped up that like brought me to the Dogman. So it's been in a few tabloids and stuff where this guy, and this is in Australia, not Michigan, so <laughs> it said the headline was, a man captures a frightening half man, half dog creature on camera that forces him. And that's how it like forces him what? I was gonna say forces him to what? Why did you stop mid sentence? Because that's where it stops. That's not a headline, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen the picture, right? And it doesn't look like anything, it just looks like a smudge in the woods. It doesn't you can't make out where the dog is or where the man is. Like it I don't know. I don't I don't know if I buy it. So it says reports of a half-man, half-dog monster originated, like I said, in 1887 in Michigan. And today there have been several so-called witnesses around the world. That's quite snidey, so-called witnesses. Because they don't tell us who these witnesses are around the world, apart from this guy called John. John claimed he was petrified for a month after the encounter. He was imprisoned. The man claimed he was petrified. Oh, no, 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 it's the same guy. The man has claimed he's been petrified for a month after he'd been allegedly persecuted persecuted by a dog <laughs> creature in the Australian outback. Persecuted? <laughs> yeah. It called him a faggot. <laughs> it followed him for a Do you remember when Michael Keenan used to stalk us? That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> you just couldn't get rid of him. I'm like, this guy got out of his boyfriend's car and started walking up the road and the dog man came up with him. He's like, is that your boyfriend? Faggot, faggot. You're a faggot. All the way home. Persecution. (laughs) He was fishing in the Australian bush when he claims to have killed a scary creature. He killed it. That haunts him by the river. um, He said... This is really weirdly written. I know. The Aussie explained... 
He killed yeah. it. It was already haunting him. That's like he already knew it. Like it'd been haunting him for a while. The Aussie explained that he embarked on a fishing trip in his kayak on Killing Day. Killing Day? Are they making this up? What? There's a day in Australia called Killing Day. What does that mean? It's Last like year when he suddenly, well, I don't know, it sounds like that. You suddenly like heard a... for ghosts. That's why he killed <laughs> it. Killing Day. God, man, spit it. Uh, is it a day for just killing any like creatures or like hunting or something? I, I really, that's bizarre. Someone tell us what killing day is. I noticed that every time I took a shot on my kayak with a paddle, whatever it was, it took a step on every... No, this is written like... No, I'm going to go to the other article because that's just mad. That doesn't even make sense. Right. Was it walking on water? No, it was... He said, right, he said that it was stalking him from the riverbank. He shared his story on the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. He explained that, that he UFO had... podcast is really good. <laughs> 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 that would be amazing if Cher had a paranormal and UFO podcast. If Cher had a paranormal UFO podcast, I would shit myself. <laughs> He headed out on a fishing trip on his kayaks on Boxing Day, right? So it's not Killing Day, it's Boxing Day. I feel like someone's taken this story and then rewritten it as an illiterate or some sort of AI. In their defence, I was about to ask you how we got from his boyfriend's car at night to him on a kayak (laughs) on the river and then realised that it was me that said he was in his boyfriend's car at night. That's true. (laughs) Right, he said, I noticed that every, I can't do the accent. I noticed that every time I took a stroke with the paddle of my kayak, or maybe you could just imagine Crocodile Dundee saying this, whatever this thing was, it was taking a stride to each paddle I was taking. So every time he paddled, he the thing was sort of like trying to match the rhythm, as, like as if it was hiding behind the noise. of the. I don't understand why it would do that. But yeah, that's a really slow step. Yeah. He said he stopped for a bit and the sound stopped in the bush too. <laughs> I thought it was a bit odd. So I took off paddling again. And sure enough, as soon as I started to paddle every stroke, this thing would take a step. Why has it been like that? So wherever this thing was, it was following me. Why has it been like that? Like Like, we were out rowing in a river, but we're all 14. And there's somebody in the bush taking one step at a time. And you're like, why are you being like that? Just come out (laughs) and go home. You're pathetic. I know you're there. (laughs) Susan again. So he said it wasn't a coincidence or anything. It was more of a stalk. Eventually, noticing something black in the trees, John captured a photo on his phone and was shocked at what he saw. The creature, I actually got it in the photo. No, he didn't, mate. And what I think it is, I've spoken to a few people, and I reckon it's a dog man. (laughs) Oh, come on, mate. If he said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, fuck off. I like that he was shocked by what he caught in the photo, which implies the photo was clearer than what he was seeing, which is confusing because your own vision should be clearer than a photo. Maybe I was really bad eyesight, to be fair. And I reckon it's a dog, man. I can't do an Australian accent. It's so hard to do. After that, I couldn't go back to the area to check it out by myself. I was petrified for probably a month after it. I was waking up in the middle of the night and seeing the creature in my dreams. It's just like Freddy (laughs) Krueger. Events only ramped up when John returned to the area on a future fishing trip. So he just came back for more. He just couldn't resist. Settling it into a new oasis, he remembered. Off to my right, I heard a bit of a bang and then I could hear running. As it was running, it was smashing trees out of the way. 
I don't know if they were breaking. Sorry, that was a really good Australian accent, then a weird then English accent, off. and then yeah. your own voice. Because I couldn't be arsed anymore. <laughs> I don't know if they were breaking or if it was hitting them. You couldn't see what the bush was like because it was so thick. Such a thick bush. The creature, John explained, then started roaring. I'd never heard anything like it in my life, he said. It would roar and then it would take a breath in. But then the breath it was taking was actually louder than the roar it was doing. Scrambling to get Whoa. out of the water. What the fuck? <laughs> that was me trying to take a loud breath that's louder than roaring. I thought you were, like, burping or something. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, what? <laughs> Scrambling to get out of the water and chucking his hole back in. John claimed the creature just went to another level and it was crazy. He added, I could hear in my head something saying, Sorry, I need to stop you again. I just love the way this has been done. <laughs> saying it went to another level, it was crazy. Sounds like like you're watching somebody dance at the arches and you're like, she's a really fucking good dancer. And you're like, oh my God, she's taking it to another level. That <laughs> like, knows how to drop it to peaches. Next level shit. So then he said, I could hear something in my head saying, going... Go now or you'll die. It wasn't my own voice, my own consciousness. It was something else. What is he trying to say? It was the dog man? The dog man has the same powers as Professor X. He can project his voice into his head. <laughs> also, that implies the dog man didn't want to kill him, that something else wanted to kill him and it was warning him to move. You should stop badmouthing the dog man. He didn't. The dog Maybe man there was a homophobe in the bush and the dog man was like, hurry up, get away in your canoe before Michael Keenan crawls out and calls you a faggot. It's going to be a half man, half dog, isn't it? But dogs are supposed Not to be. Not in my experience. <laughs> I've been called a faggot a lot of times, and it's never been by a half man, half dog. <laughs> Maybe that was just his excuse. <laughs> right, well, I, I thought it was a really funny story. I just want to know who these other so called witnesses are. They've seen Dog Man. I think, I think it may be possible there could be a dog man creature out there. Like, I mean, maybe that's where werewolves come from. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's feasible. <sighs> so then I thought, well, let's look at just like a, a list of hybrids, you could call them. I was going to say, though, you know how women get called birds a lot? Do you think that comes yeah. from the sirens? Uh, but that no. makes sense, I suppose. But no, I didn't know that. Well, that was the thing I read. I'm sure it was something I read about where they were saying that most bird, half human, half bird creatures are women. What do you think about that then? I mean, I quite like that because it makes it seem less sexist because creatures like that can tear a man limb from limb. So <laughs> it seems less derogatory for calling a woman a bird, doesn't it? But it really pisses me off when women get called birds. I really don't like it. If next thing somebody I mean? calls you a bird, like fully channel a harpy and tear them to shreds with your feet, then you feel better. I just, I hate it when, like, and maybe they don't get 
called Burbs anymore, but I don't know whether it's phased out, but it was like, I know, like in the early 2000s and the 90s, they were called Burbs. I don't want to be referred to as a bird. I mean, I quite like Burbs, but I do understand why you wouldn't like that, because I wouldn't like it if somebody referred to me as a bird. Sorry, I got distracted mid-sentence there, because the cat was pretending that he was stuck down the side of the couch. He wasn't, but oh. <laughs> he, he likes to pretend that he is. I found the article, right, so it's the 10 hybridised humanoid types in mythology. So it basically gives you a list of all the different types of animals, slash men, slash humans or whatever. So there's a goat, so examples of the goat-human hybrids, as we've mentioned before, is the fawn, pan, a satyr or satyr, Salinas and the devil. Then there's the bird which is always female. <laughs> so these are several mythological creatures that are half humans and half birds. Harpies, the female monsters from Greek and Roman mythologies, depicted as birds with faces of women. Lilith is a female demon existing in Jewish mythology. Or we women... talked about Lilith for a good long time. Well, she, apparently she's got wings and bird legs. Sorry, the cat is currently ruining the podcast. <laughs> Why? Just in the background. I didn't hear him. Can you not hear him? He's properly... No. He always wants to take part. He really maybe he does. should be like a, a new co-host. Just maybe let him talk. tell us something about animals, but or maybe yes. Yeah. <laughs> then there's a siren, and in Russian folklore, there's a gamayan, which appears as a prophetic bird with woman's head. Also very wise and knowledgeable. In Southeast Asian mythology, canaras are celestial musicians and inter- eternal lovers, <laughs> are creatures with a human upper body. And the body of a bird from the waist downwards. Kurura mm-hmm. is a Japanese Hindu Buddhist mythological creature with a human body and a bird's head. This is what I said I'd be like an owl head. Yeah. Based on the Hindu mythological creature, the Garuda, which is a gigantic eagle with a human body. How can it be an eagle with a human body? I don't get it. Yeah, also to say it's a giant eagle with a human body is very confusing, yeah. because surely it's a... Well, which part is a human bit? Is it then got... what part is giant? Yeah. Is it giant for a human, or is it just that <laughs> it means it's got a large head, because an eagle's head would be slightly small for a human body? Egyptian gods with birds' heads are Montu, Horus, Seker, and Ra. I don't know who Seker is. I know, I've heard of Montu, Horus, and obviously Ra, but Seker, I don't know who that is. And then there's mermaids, which is what Yasmin was going to cover. I'll just skip skip that. But there's quite a lot just besides mermaids. There's basically Triton, who's the Greek god, messenger of the sea. He's a merman. There's Sayoikoi, Serena, and Dizabel in Philippine mythology, and Jengu. Uh, and Scotland, like we've got... all of their names. The Kelpies, haven't we? So... Uh, Matt Saya, we've, we've covered him. He's the avatar of Vishnu. So I'll just skip that. Then there's a snake. And again, it's women that appear that, that are usually half half human, half animal as a snake. It's always female. There's no men for some reason. So yeah. we've got <clears throat> in Hindu mythology, Ketu is in the descending lunar node and is depicted as an asura with the tail of a great snake. I don't know what an asura is. I'm presuming it's a human thing. Echidna, the mother of all monsters in Greek mythology, is a half nymph with a beautiful human face and is half snake. Lamia, who's one of my favourites, is the mistress of the Greek god Zeus. Again, Zeus goes about banging women and then turning them into creatures. 
is described to have a serpent's tail below the waist, according to some accounts. And then you've got, like, in ancient Egypt, the female form of cook is called cowket, and she is a snake-headed woman. I don't really know what her purpose is. The gorgons, who've got, like, you know, like Medusa is one of them, has got snakes for hair, and she's got a snake. Snakes for hair and a snaky tail. Snaky tail, yep. And there's a cobra-headed Merit Sagar, who's, oh, well, I guess that's the only, like, male one I can see. Then there's the horse, the centaurs, blah, 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 who gives a fuck. Then there's a lion. I just find that the the lions with the head of a human just look so weird. Yeah. Really weird. It just doesn't work. It's the wrong... It's the wrong proportion. ...for a human head to be at. Yeah, definitely. So, so bizarre. But it may because your cat's named after one of these. Yeah, so yeah. it says here that the there's Mahes or Mahis, and that's the Egyptian god of war. And then there's the female equivalent Sekhmet, the Egyptian warrior goddess, are both animals with a human body and a lion's head. Yeah. Are they a couple then? I was like the siblings. Oh, maybe they are, but are they not both that... children of Bast? Yeah, but remember, Isis and Osiris are siblings True. and lovers. So maybe so. both. And then there's the Hindu god Vishnu again, who has an avatar called Narashimha, which is visualised with a human torso and lower body and face and claws of a lion. And then we get to back to my story about the dog. Apologies from around the world, dogs and humans have formed humanoid mythological creatures. Some examples are the Chinese tree spirit called Peng Hao, with a human head in the dog's body. The dog-headed Siocephali, the Japanese Tengu and the Inuit Adlet with a man's upper body and lower part of a dog. Then there's the bull, which is a minotaur. Quite a lot of animal humans in Hindu mythology. Yeah. Like Nandi is a gatekeeper in Hindu mythology, is a bull-faced creature of a human body. Then it's there's because like, it's not like Ganesh. Seen as holy to be of one thing. So that's why oh. quite often the deities are depicted as neither male nor female but they're also quite often depicted as neither human nor animal so they might be like but then there's like Hanuman as well he's a monkey man yeah he is a, mon- he is a monkey man and then there's Ganesh who wasn't he a human completely but then his head got cut off so they, yeah, and they replaced his, it with the head of with an elephant, elephant. <laughs> yeah and that's really but it made him more know. divine because he was no longer Simply resembling a human, <laughs> which then takes me to towards like so we get to the end of this podcast is can in real life can we justify experiments of human animal hybrids because as recently as 2019, the Japan Japanese government approved the um, mixing of human and animal cells, mm. also known as chimeras which are created by injecting human stem cells into an embryo of an animal. So far, no human-animal hybrid embryos have been brought to term, which means the full gestational periods as in being born. But biologist Dr. Hiromitsu Nakauchi at the University of Tokyo, he plans to bring a mouse-human and rat-human hybrids to term. Why? (laughs) So basically, you're going to end up with a real-life Mickey Mouse. Or rat cartoon. Or Roland Rat, and he had heavy pedo. Roland Rat, yeah. (laughs) 
Because they said the Japanese government said the embryos no longer have to be destroyed after 14 days of development. So the hybrids will be brought nearly to term in surrogate animals with mouse embryos developing for 14.5 days and rats for 15.5. Full terms are in 19 to 21 days for mice and 21 to 26 days for rats. Um, a Spanish newspaper reported in July of 2019 that a team from the Salk Institute in California had created a human monkey hybrid em- embryos. The team led by Professor Juan Carlos Belmonte carried out the experiments in China, most likely since the National Institute of Health in the USA had placed a moratorium on, fu- on funding human animal hybrid research. The research hadn't yet been published, so there are a few details about the work, but the embryos were most likely terminated within 14 days. Or were they? <laughs> <laughs> but why would you do that in the first place? Yeah, why that's, would you again, yeah, that's, uh, if there's a good scientific reason for it, grand. Well, but if you're what do you think would be useful? Done, I can't think of any possible reason. It would How be can you not? What would be the logical reason for creating like human Human mice hybrids. Okay, now that I've said that, I suppose mice have a short gestation period. So if you wanted to test, let's say, liver cancer medication, you could grow Mm. a mouse with a human liver, but the rest of it would be a mouse. You're close. And it would be easy to test it over multiple generations. You're kind of close to that, but basically... What they've said is more than 400 people in the UK died waiting for organ transplants and over 6,000 are still waiting. So rather than relying on donated organs, there are several projects working on manufacturing replacements. Um, And one of these is like a human-animal hybrid experiment working towards using animals to grow tailored organs ready for transplant. So basically growing human organs inside animals. Which would make sense with the monkey one then, but why the rat and the mouse? Because you're not going to be able to have a... Well, I'll get to that. So the Japanese scientist plans to grow a pancreas made of human cells. In previous experiments, his team successfully created a rat with a pancreas made of mouse cells. The pancreas was later transplanted into a mouse engineered to have diabetes it's fucked up, man. And the mouse was effectively cured. So they made this normal mouse and engineered, genetically engineered it to have diabetes. And then they cured the diabetes with the rat pancreas with mouse cells. But that still doesn't explain why you would put human cells in a rat or a mouse. Well, what they're saying is if you could find a genetically close, because mice and rats are genetically close to each other, mm-hmm. DNA-wise. So... If you could find an animal that's genetically close to a human, maybe an ape or, I don't know, a monkey, you could potentially, or a pig, I don't know, (laughs) you could grow, well, people do have pig organs in them, don't they? they? I just like that you interrupted your own sentence. Yeah, I know. I was going to say banana. Didn't they say that a banana is genetically close to human DNA? Only is genetically, because everything's genetically close. Oh. Because we all (laughs) have Banana organs. The like it's one of those weird facts that is true but <laughs> it's only true because like we also we're, we're as closely related to banana as we are to chlamydia cells oh okay right um, um, right okay <laughs> it's just that that's over 90% of a DNA match uh, right well potentially they could any organs that could be used for transplantation in humans would have to be grown in a larger animal. Obviously, we don't have organs in mouse-sized, so they would need to use a pig or a sheep. And the organ could be big enough for patients to use. 
Additionally, the chimeras tend to be more successful if the two species are closely related. So what they do is they edit the DNA of an animal embryo to remove the gene for one organ, say like a heart, and then they, the human-induced pluripotent stem cells are injected from the organ recipient into the embryo, and then the cells can develop into almost any other cell, because we know that stem cells can do that. The stem cells then fill the gap left by the embryo's genes and build a human organ with the recipient's genes. <laughs> Sounds crazy. The embryo is then placed in a surrogate animal and brought to term, and an animal with one human organ is born. And then they kill that animal and take its organ and put it in a human that needs it. (laughs) Then they said to have human hybrids being created before. So the Spanish team reported that the first successful human and animal chimera in 2017 when they created pig-human hybrid embryos. The researchers modified the human stem cells to fluoresce so that when any human cells in the embryo glowed, after developing for three to four weeks, only around one in 100,000 cells was human, far too low to be useful and not localised in any particular organ. So what a waste of fucking time that was. And that's a bit fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. Developing a sort of human pig. <laughs> the ethical concern. It sounds kind where... of like an insult to the human pig to be like, well, you're a well, yeah. sort of human pig. <laughs> Then they said, what are the moral implications or ethical implications? And they said that they're unnatural creatures. But I don't know about that because everything's natural, really. You're just manipulating one part of nature to form something else. Yeah, you can either argue that everything's natural or if you're saying they're unnatural, you could be like, right, but that's not really an argument against it, is it? Because if you're saying they're unnatural, then like paracetamol's unnatural. Yeah. But... They've said we shouldn't be playing God. I hate that argument. We should because I'm an atheist. We shouldn't be creating these things that are unnatural. But to me, everything is made from nature. Like anything that exists comes from nature, I think. He believes this concern is misdirected. To me, the more serious ethical concern is if we are creating creatures that have a higher moral status because of, say, higher cognitive capacity they might be entitled to treatment that we're not giving them in a research context. So he's saying that we'd have to treat them like with respect, basically, if they've got higher consciousness, can't just experiment on them and treat them like shit. That seems reasonable. Um, But it's kind of fucked up as well because he's like, yeah, but I want to experiment on these people, these things, but I can't create something that's got higher consciousness because then it would be morally wrong to then experiment on it. Plus, it ruins my experiment. But then they used to think the babies could feel no pain and they would perform surgery on babies without anaesthetic. And that turned out not to be true. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like normally when people talk about things feeling no pain, it's because they haven't actually checked whether they feel pain or not. They've just decided (laughs) off their own back that they don't feel pain. They also argued that Basically, how it seems to work is we all agree that adult humans have moral status, so I can't harm you or kill you. And the reason for that is that your interests count. A tree doesn't have a moral status, so it's okay that I chop it down, even though that's not strictly speaking in its interest because it will kill it. But how do you know a tree's not like? Yeah. (laughs) It just can't actually speak to you. Doesn't mean it doesn't have a consciousness. Most philosophers. Decide that on behalf of things that you can't communicate with. Yeah, like the babies. And then where they got, it as they didn't feel... It's a scientific fact that this is the case because I've decided it's the case and nothing is correct in me. 
my theory about why I can kill spiders without feeling bad because they're not big enough to say, please don't kill me. So therefore I feel nothing for it and I feel it's justified. Others have a more inclusive view of moral status and say things like, well, if an animal can suffer and feel pain and be harmed, that should count for something. In essence, the greater the capacity for suffering something has, the better it deserves to be treated. So when creating human-animal hybrids, researchers need to know whether their capacity to suffer has changed. What if we inject these chimeras with stem cells and because these stem cells can turn into any other type of cell, what if they make their way up into the brain and make changes to the brain which could result in cognitive improvements to the animal? Graham suggests now you have a mouse that is much smarter than a normal mouse. <laughs> what if this mouse was self-conscious in the way that a human is? <laughs> like but then We already have animals that are self-conscious in the way that humans are and we don't but, or respect that. No. Not that I'm saying that, that makes it okay, but I mean he's I mean dogs can tell like, when people are lying there. Because what if there were to be an animal that could think in the same way a human does, but it's like, well there are like lots of species of crow, dolphins, octopuses. <laughs> like there's plenty of creatures that are capable of cognitive thought. It's basically what these scientists are trying to justify using these animals as org, human organ donors is that basically humans are better than them and that's why we deserve to put them through suffering because mm. we are the moral high grounds which I don't buy no no I don't think so <laughs> yes like hard disagree <laughs> um, the Spanish scientists are saying that if the cells have been modified so that if human cells migrate to the brain it's okay, they'll, they'll self-destruct, so I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I think that's bullshit. I think that's them just trying to make up an excuse to cover the And again, that's that them are. just working on an assumption because they yeah. know that. They just think that might be what would happen, so you can't say, I think this is what might happen, therefore that is what will happen. He said, the, the well, they've said chimeras, how likely is it to be successful creating these half-human, half-animal things? Chimeras are mostly likely to survive if two species are closely related. The mouse-rat hybrids created by Nakauchi's team survived into adulthood. However, Alejandro de Los Angeles, who carries out similar research at Yale University, believes that humans and monkeys may not be closely related enough. The evolutionary distance between humans and monkeys spans 30 to 40 million years, so it's unclear if this is even possible. The difference is greater than... 10 million years between mice and rats and even the efficiency of making mouse rat chimeras is already quite low. But then I read in an article today in the Metro that they had discovered a really, really early form of like, I don't know whether you could call it a human, but like a, an ape creature that had the same spinal structure as humans. Mm. So it could stand and walk around like a human would, but it had really long arms, so it could still swing like an ape on the trees. Oh, I thought, God, that would be a really good thing to have. No, that would be a really good comp. Bring it back. <laughs> so maybe that theory about how we don't we don't have like close ties to apes is not quite true because they've discovered that. That might bridge the, like low, like narrow yeah. the gap, you know, between the evolution of monkeys and and humans. You not know think? Yeah, I mean, again, it's again that they're 
working on a guess and saying it's back, which isn't very good science. Yeah, I mean, the illustration was of a female uh, ape. Um, I don't know what they would call it. I mean, they're saying it's like maybe the missing link. And it had like female breasts, like a woman's breasts, no hair on it. But then it, the rest of it was hairy like an ape. But it, it, it had, it was stood on its two legs, but it just had like long arms and a sort of an orangutan looking head, yeah. like face. I mean, and she I, doesn't I thought, sound hot, but... She's no. <laughs> but then I thought it was really interesting because I think I quite like the ability to have strong arms because my upper body strength is shit. So I'd love to have like the strong arms of an ape and be able to swing from branch to branch like Tarzan. Yeah. So I don't know if someone said to me, well, what if I could say I could make you have the upper strength of a chimp? But it would mean you'd have longer limbs, like your longer arms. I might, I might say yes. I feel like you could pull off some really interesting looks if you had long arms. <laughs> and then it brings me back to the alien guy that wants to look like an alien. Again, that's his choice. But the thing is, fucking about with animals' genetics, that's not really a choice for them, is it? So therefore... Should we be messing with that? Is maybe that's what they mean by it's unnatural. Should we create manimals? Hmm. Let's end the podcast on that question. But then we were literally talking about becoming mammals ourselves, weren't we? We were. They know. But it's a different kind of thing because it's like you say that would be if someone said, "Do you want the wings of an owl?" You would say yes. But mm-hmm. if we made a baby be born with the wings of an owl and then said well it's fine because leslie wanted the wings like that doesn't make any sense we can't yeah but then if i agreed to have wings of an owl would that then be passed i say i had some offspring would that then be passed on to my offspring and they would be born with the wings of an owl or is it because it's just been grafted onto me it wouldn't my genetic makeup wouldn't be changed I don't know, we'd have to ask the Brazilian forest spirits. and they're Actually, not yeah, let's <laughs> just ask them. But they'd know. So it's okay for some 80-year-old people to decide they don't want to die anymore and become animals by giving themselves up to the forest, but we can't just skip that part and then create our own animals. Yeah, because, again, they're making the decision, whereas if we were creating animals, we have to create them from, like, <laughs> embryonic stages, so we are deciding for them instead of them deciding for themselves. You, you, maybe if you could imagine, like, an army of minotaurs. Which, again, is fine if all those soldiers are <laughs> to become minotaurs, but if we've chosen <laughs> to make them minotaurs, that's not fine. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, I know that I was thinking about, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but then they evolved from animals, didn't they? But weren't there two guys like Bebop and Rocksteady who were human, but somehow were made into, into a pig and a rhino? Pig and a rhino, <laughs> and they they thought that that was fine. <laughs> I mean, that's different again because it wasn't their choice. But then they turned out to be happy with it. So <laughs> is that your cat? That sounded quite scary. He was just there rolling off the couch. Oh. <laughs> I think you maybe acts like that because you're on this phone, like you're on Skype with me and he just wants the attention. Oh, no, that is exactly what he's doing. <laughs> you yeah. are correct. And maybe hears my voice and he thinks, oh, there's that, that's that girl that came to stay that one day. And I woke I'm her up every night. From her. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know. I, I think in terms of I'm I'm all for it. You're against I'm for making animals. I'm all for it. If you can grow a human embryo inside an animal, then I think that that's a good thing. Maybe the next stage is just to grow organs outside of an animal in a lab separately, like 3D print it or something. Like a little heart hat. Yeah, well, they're already talking about make, um, developing like beef in a lab. Yeah, I read that. Having to slot. That's, that, I don't know if I would eat that, though. Somewhere in my sick mind, I'm like, I'd rather eat beef that came from something that was slaughtered than something that was grown in a lab. Yeah, I don't get that. I would, uh, I would eat beef that was grown in a lab, and I don't eat beef that's been slaughtered. I just don't trust something that's been grown in a lab because to me that uh, that's not an animal. It's just some weird. How do I know it's not human meat? Wait, what are they doing? Are they taking? How are they doing this? Like, how the fuck can you grow beef in a lab without it coming from an animal, or am I just an idiot? You just take the, I mean, I don't know exactly how it works, but I assume you take the cell from the beef that would be the thing that makes its flesh and then you that's, make that it That would multiply. turn me vegetarian. I swear to God, if they started making that and that's all that was available in the supermarket shelves, I wouldn't eat that. No chance. I would just go veggie. I'd like that we'd swap at that point. Yeah. I'd be eating meat again, but you, you would stop. That's true. So we would... I go to your house and you'd be like, here, do you want some of this lab-grown meat? And I'm like, ew, that's fucking disgusting. Give me some vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, what's going to be the next topic then? Good question. Uh, pick a number between one and 16. Oh, um, I'm going to pick number three. Number three. <laughs> three things that are kind of vaguely related in the flat. Haunted mirrors, haunted windows and haunted paintings. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Let's do that. We'll better tell Yaz if she's participating next I'm week. I'm sure she will be. Hopefully she's not stuck in traffic next week. Yep. Or, you know, having some sort of dogman stalker calling her faggot. Oh, jeez. Well, happens to the best of us. <laughs> oh, I mean, not necessarily a faggot. It could be something else, you know. True, there's true. many horrible insults you can call people. Mm-hmm, that's true. Right, well, I will say... Uh, I'm going to go off in the woods and try and turn into an animal now. What are you going to do? The same. Brilliant. So maybe <laughs> next week we'll come back and you'll have the eyes of a fox and the head of a cow. And No, no that would work. You have the head of a cow. Mole and the <laughs> eyes of a sheep. I'll have an owl head and antlers and the sexy legs of a, a doe or a female deer, and Yaz will just be like the, the weird human that we shun. Well, until next time, guys, I will say bye. Bye. Chris, so, man.